welcome to the Overcome Porncast. I am your host, Jack Dodgen, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Croats, who is uh, preparing for a really horrible storm, it sounds like. If, Chris, how are you uh, handling that? You all prepared? Well, if the uh, weather forecasters are correct, this is going to be a doozy, okay? Um, how much snow? 20 inches. That's insane. That's the high, but I mean, they're saying anywhere from twelve to twenty, which even on the low on the low side, if we only get twelve, that's still a, a significant snow. It is spring break, by the way. That's true for most for most people. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, twelve to twenty inches of snow over spring break. Meanwhile, uh, in Pennsylvania, actually, it's, yeah. I mean, really, this is hitting the the entire Northeast, and uh, where where I'm at is it's like the dark deep red part of the storm like you, okay you yeah. you are going to die if you are in this part of the storm <laughs> mercy um, okay so you're getting a snow day over spring break yeah that's exciting yeah at least it's uh it's supposed to be a high of 50 today it was like 36 when i got up this morning oh man which was a course uh five o'clock when i got up or five thirty when i got up because daylight savings time was meant to drive a wedge between parents and children. And it is so far successful. One day in. Absolutely. We're good. Um, Oh, mercy. One thing you realize when you become an adult is that snow days aren't a thing. Um, Not as fun. um, Not as fun. But with this, this, you know, 20 inches, it's just kind of like you, you can't do anything. You know, <laughs> you're going to, I'm going to spend, yeah. I'm pretty much going to spend all day shoveling, um, and watching my kids play in the snow. So you're going to shovel. Yeah. That, Why? I mean, are you going to go anywhere? Oh, wow. You've lived in the South way too long. Well, I mean, I, this is where I grew up. We, we didn't, get, you got ice and then a little bit of snow on top of it. So if you got five inches of snow, it was because three of it's ice. And so you don't go shovel <laughs> anything because you will you will slip uh, it just infinitely. No, apparently where uh, I'm at here in Pennsylvania, um, they're very strict on um, how you uh, keep your sidewalks. It's It's a strange thing when you think about it. I mean... We I don't own the sidewalk, but I am I get fined if I don't take care of the sidewalk. Isn't that like a double standard? <laughs> yeah, it's really stupid for up? one thing. Like but a, for for two, you need to shovel it off so people can walk on it. Yeah, yeah. I I say don't shovel it and make them come to your door. Is this if they're that dedicated to the fine? Yeah, this is where I take a stand. You want to you want it shoveled? You come shovel it yourself. Um, no, they'll just, they'll just 20 inches of snow outside. They'll just find me and I'll have to end up shoveling it anyways. Oh, so just, just send you an email. Yeah. Like we, we saw, we noticed. Well, hopefully, hopefully through this storm, I don't become abandoned. Wow. You know what? I was actually thinking the same thing about trying to, about how people feel, uh, you know, because you're kept inside all day, so it can be a lonely experience and all that. Yeah, it can feel like you know, know. The, the rest of the world has moved on without you. Yeah, I think we did it. I think we found, like, one of the worst segues we possibly could. I thought for. of what is the most cheesy, <laughs> ridiculous way I could segue this into what we're talking about. We're talking about abandonment. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing you staring out the window 
with your hand, you know, just your right hand kind of on the window, longingly looking out There's... and just seeing the snow and all these people playing out there. You're just locked inside. <laughs> that's, that's what I see. If I had good Photoshop skills, I would put that uh, yeah. together. That would be great. All by myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are talking about abandonment uh, today, which, uh, in spite of our laughter uh, over this uh, serious subject, that can—I mean, it's—it's it's one of our core issues. Doing this series on on issues that yep. uh, are really at the root of pornography a lot of the time. Uh, and let's see, what did we talk about in the last episode? Uh, we should see. never do. Oh, it was abuse. Yeah. Uh, we talked about abuse in the last episode as a a thing that leads people into uh, pornography addiction or getting into the habit, which then turns into the addiction. Uh, and abandonment falls into one of those in one of those core issues as well. I mean, yep. it being abandoned by other people, uh, and we'll talk about various stages of life that that can happen in today and various ways that can happen uh, leads to pornography usage a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, oh. Chris, what types of abandonment oh, are you. there? Uh, thank you yeah. for setting me up for that, Jack. There you go. I'm, I'm scared to you. I'm completely ready to answer that question. Um, oh. <laughs> just like we planned. Um, <laughs> just like we planned. <laughs> um, so, abandonment, it isn't, It. I mean, it is what you, what you typically think about of, like, you know, either a parent... It's mo. It's almost always a parent, <laughs> but um, yeah. it can also be uh, a spouse, a loved one, a uh, a brother, sister, something like that. Um, sure. But it really kind of manifests itself in three different ways that I can think of, um, and that's physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, you know, physical abandonment is you know you are physically <laughs> abandoned. You know, worst case scenario is you think of the uh, foster kids, right? Where either their yes. parents are un, they are not fit to physically take care of their children, or they simply just don't want to, and so they are physically separated. And that is a in a form a form of abandonment that can manifest itself if that child, which they normally do, feel like they are unloved by their parent. Um, yeah, and so that and just to to pause you there, the, how this manifests that self for those listening, it's not a oh I'm abandoned and so I'm going to turn to pornography so much as I'm abandoned so there's this this hole right that yeah. you were talking about that yeah. uh, you know they don't feel loved. Well, pornography is a way to kind of try to try to patch that. I mean, you feel better after watching. Well, you feel better while watching those things. And after you watch it, you feel horrible. Um, but you know, it, it feels good. And it kind of is one of those things that, wow, I feel bad all the time. Uh, but now when I watch this, you know, I feel better. And so I'll just keep turning back to pornography. So that's, that's what we're talking about there. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Chris. Well, um, just to respond to what you said there, what happens is with all these forms of abandonment is that we we kind of start lying to ourselves um you know the bible says that the heart is deceitful among all things right mm -hmm. and so our heart our our feelings they can betray us um and if you've lived for any amount of time you realize that that is true 
Um, if you as as romantic and uh, great as it sounds to follow your heart, sounds like it's from a Disney movie, right? Follow your heart. Follow your heart. It's terrible. Just like just That's... like uh, you staring out the window. Yeah. <laughs> this this whole this whole episode is Disney moments. Uh, but that's terrible advice. Yeah. To follow your heart. It's terrible because they, your heart, uh, you realize when you, as you get older, at least you should realize that your heart is dumb and can be blinded at times. And not to say that someone dealing with abandonment issues is dumb and blinded, but that same heart can, you can start believing it's lies and start, start thinking that, Oh, uh, I'm unloved because I'm abandoned. And so therefore I am unlovable. Um, you know, why right. would you start? It start, it changes your belief system about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that all ties into, all right, well, you know, I'm not loved. I really believe this and I can find love quote, love and acceptance from these images and videos that I can find on the internet. Yeah. And those, I mean, we've talked about this before, but those that don't have any experience with pornography, first of all, good for you. Uh, well done. Uh, but there is this feeling of uh, that develops that, uh, you know, these these images, you know, we've talked about chemically what this does to you. I mean, there is a feeling of, you know, these people are uh, this is for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is happening for me. And so it's you can. In a weird way, it does kind of go, okay, I, I felt unlovable my entire life, but these people are doing this for me. Uh, and it, it's a kind of perverted form of love that somebody embraces because yeah. it's all they've got. Well, it's, know, that kind of thing. it's a form of love that is extremely fake and superficial, manufactured, yep. and ultimately fleeting. But if you don't have anything you can see why this would be very attractive to someone. Um, but yeah. besides, besides physical, there's also uh, emotional abandonment where you might have the, you know, the nuclear family. You have a, a mother and a father in the house, and they are involved in your life, but maybe not emotionally. Uh, maybe, sure. uh, and this happens a lot um, for us guys as fathers. We tend to close ourselves off emotionally from our children. And um, that can lead to uh, terrible consequences for our children. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, that is the, I don't know, maybe the stereotypical father that we see portrayed in a lot of movies and television shows and stuff of just this emotionally closed off man. And um, as <clears throat> as a father of four, I can tell you that it is, um, even, even though I am pretty, I'm a pretty emotional guy, Jack. I uh, would agree with that. I would agree with that. <laughs> I'm a I'm a movie crier. I cry at the national anthem and stuff like that. But even even that, um, it's different when it's with your kids, um, because you want to portray this. I don't know this. You know, I am I am strong and tough, and I I will take care of you type of thing. But part of taking care of your children is also being there for them emotionally. Yes, and see, this this is where this is good, and I'll have I'll have a personal story on this in a little bit. But I'm kind of a yeah. uh, I'm I do not cry at the national anthem. I don't even think about it. I mean, I love my country, but you know, it, it's obviously I am not. I'm an emotional. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. I am a I am a, a robot emotionally. Uh, you know, I'm able. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 
my kid right now. And that's one of those things that I'm going to have to fight through uh, as my kids get older. But right now it's one of those things where uh, um, I will, uh, you know, my son will do something wrong and I want to teach him what's uh, what, what's right and all that stuff. And he's, he's upset because he doesn't know any better. And I'm sitting here going, son, you know, this doesn't logically make sense. Why are you doing this, man? <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry you're crying, buddy, but you really shouldn't do that. That's what happens, you know. So that's one of those things I have to fight through. But uh, this uh, idea of emotional abandonment, I think, fits in a lot with me. It resonates with me quite a bit. Um, uh, you know, we've we've talked about in the past. You and I have both written uh, about our personal uh, dealings with pornography in the past, and uh, I think a lot of mine had to do, uh, or at least. I don't know that I want to say originated because there were kids who introduced me to pornography and stuff when I was younger before all this stuff happened. Um, but there is uh, an element of this that I think started with my parents' divorce. And uh, a lot of it, yeah, it, the the way this worked was, you know, my my dad did not want it. And he was pretty emotionally crushed throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't really there for a while because he was dealing with, I mean, he just, he didn't know what to do. Uh, and so that kind of put it on me to take care of my brother and sister. And so, you know, we're all upset, obviously that this thing is going on, but just like you said right there, I felt the need to, okay, I got to be strong. Uh, I got to keep going. I got to make sure that everything is, is continuing on and happening and making sure my brother and sister are okay, making sure my dad's okay, uh, and all that stuff. And so I didn't, I didn't really process it when I, I didn't, I I have processed it, but I didn't process it when I was younger the way I should have. And so it was just kind of a buried thing for me. Well, that, (laughs) that hurts, you know, it's, it stinks. So it was a very painful thing. Uh, and having been exposed to pornography before that point, I knew that there was a way to not necessarily feel that bad all the time. You know, I, I wasn't interested in alcohol, wasn't interested in drugs. Those things seemed dumb to me. I was already fat at that point. I was already overeating, right? Uh, and so I really had one thing I could turn to. Um, well, I had more than that, but I, I chose uh, to go a bad route. Uh, and use pornography as a way to not feel so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was a result of an emotional thing. I don't blame my parents for that. Um, ultimately, I'm responsible for my actions. Uh, <clears throat> but I do think that was that was part of my my experience with this stuff. Yeah, uh, was this emotional abandonment, and not so much that they abandoned me, but that I just didn't feel like I could deal with my emotions in any way because I needed to be strong. Uh, and so this is how I dealt with it. Yeah. Bury them deep down and turn to something else. Well, in, uh, um, in addiction in general, I mean, it, it, most addictions manifest themselves because our inability to cope with something yeah. going on and a divorce, um, as I, I've been through one, at least from, um, not personally, but, uh, my parents right. getting divorced as well. Um, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. Though, I mean, I was much younger uh, when my when my folks split, um, and uh, it's still. I mean, it affects you. You can't you can't not uh, you know acknowledge the fact that 
something as, uh, I don't know, earth shattering, at least for uh, a child, uh, that that won't have an effect on, on you in some way. And that is definitely a form of, uh, that, that's kind of, that's kind of both, right? Physical and emotional abandonment. Yeah. Uh, there are elements of both, uh, to it in this, in, in physical, in the sense that, I mean, my, my dad was dealing with a lot. Uh, and so he wasn't, you know, let's go out and play ball. That kind of, I mean, for a while he yeah. was, he was down It's different now, of course, but for a while he was down. I don't remember what age I was when this happened. I, I don't remember at all. I that's I, I still don't remember. Uh, like I've I've been told I've asked because I just can't. I, I just don't I don't I, I pushed through it like that. I mean that's how uh-huh. uh, that's how deep I pushed it in. Like I I don't remember what age I was. I was young. <laughs> I remember that. But uh, physically, yeah, my you know my dad was uh, not around because. He was dealing with a lot. Of course, my mom was was gone, that kind of thing. And I just kind of needed to step up uh, at that young age for a time until things got uh, to be good again. So physical in that sense and then emotional in the sense of I didn't have a way to process it. But, you know, that's why and I've seen some others heard about others going through divorce, especially when there's kids involved. And I'm like, man, I I know how bad that is, how rough that's going to be. But I think. I think there are a lot of people who deal with not just pornography, but other things as a result of divorce. Um, it's a hard thing to process as a kid. I think it leads to a lot of stuff like that. But uh, this is not the only place we see abandonment. Yeah. Um, you, We haven't really touched on spiritual abandonment uh, as much yet. What do you want to throw out um, um, as far as spiritual abandonment? Just real quickly... Um, as a former youth minister and someone who's very, uh, still very involved with, uh, youth in the church. And I know you are as well. Yeah. Um, I see this all the time and it, it kills me, um, that parents either due to their inability to, um, to teach or their lack of knowledge in the Bible itself, they don't prepare their kids uh, for this spiritual battle, um, especially, uh, young boys, right. Of the fact that (laughs) pornography is an issue and it is something that you will have to deal with in some way or another. Um, and to not educate them, um, either just on not just, you know, like the science of addiction and, you know, all the, the stats and stuff out there, but also the spiritual side of things, right of uh getting that strong foundation um and combating this the right way um having a proper view of women and uh you know valuing not just women but human beings in general for the right reasons seeing souls in danger for what they are i think would speak uh, i would help out immensely uh I I wish someone would did would have done that for me before it was too late, um, and that's another type yeah. of abandonment of feeling. I can imagine kids whose parents aren't uh, doing this, aren't preparing them for real life outside of the house when it comes to the church and their faith, um, have a, a, an abandonment complex with that as well. 
Um, I, I recently heard a talk on the subject of pornography, and in that session, he, the, the teacher about midway through said, uh, in dealing with pornography with your kids, he said, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You will not prevent your children from seeing pornography. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about what happens when they do. And I was so glad that he said that because it, it's one of those things like, well, if I if I shelter them enough, if I close them in enough, no, you just need to prepare them. Uh, you need to prepare them for that battle because it exists. Uh, it's a real thing uh, that you're going to be dealing with your whole life. But I, I think you're completely right uh, on the spiritual battle thing. I mean, I've uh, kids that I grew up with. I'm 25 now. You know, I've been out of high school not that long. Uh, but long enough that I've seen some of the kids I grew up with in high school who have kind of walked away from the faith. And I remember being with them in the youth group and, you know, either both their parents or typically their dad not involved uh, in church whatsoever. Yeah. And now we're seeing that spiritual abandonment come to fruition uh, in that they've uh, they've abandoned God uh, and. That that is one of the biggest things. I mean, this isn't a parenting podcast, so we just kind of turned it into one here, right, right here at the end. That's I mean, this is the biggest do. thing you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of the biggest things you're gonna do, whether it's pornography or anything else. You have to train your kids to fight the spiritual battle, uh, or they're gonna lose. You yep. you can't. They're going to fight it, and so you're either gonna help them to win and conquer or or fail. Uh, Let's okay. So, thinking about the spiritual abandonment side of things, uh, we talked about this verse beforehand, uh, which I'll give a disclaimer to what I have to say following this. But uh, out of First Corinthians seven and verse five, do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Uh, this is in a chapter uh, context here dealing with marriage. And principles for marriage, and the it is as it says, you know, don't uh, except for by an agreement for a short amount of time, give up on sex for a while. Uh, you know, don't do that unless you both both parties agree uh, to do that. And if you decide to do that, be steadfast in prayer because Satan's going to use that as an opportunity to to tempt. Yeah. Uh, so you need to be you need to spend that time in prayer because you need to become closer to God because if you don't you're giving Satan a, an easy foothold to get in there mm-hmm. and reach into. The reason I bring this up uh front and this fits spirit this fits physical and emotional but spiritual as well. I mean there's a a Christian responsibility between spouses and I think this goes for all spouses but Christians as well uh, especially uh, that we have to, I mean, sex is a thing God created for marriage. Uh, marriage is a thing that God created and he expects, I mean, he created it the best, the best way possible. Uh, and so you have a responsibility to carry those things out. Well, what happens when, uh, that doesn't happen? Satan uses it as an opportunity to uh, sabotage and, and take advantage of lack of self-control. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you've gotten emails like this. I'm sure you have. Um, I know that I've gotten some emails from guys in particular. That's not to say that doesn't happen the other way. But guys in particular where they'll say, uh, you know, I 
have not slept with my wife in however long, you know, mm-hmm. a long time, several months, and it has caused me to turn to pornography. Now, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's the wife's fault that he's into pornography. He still has the responsibility to be self-controlled. Uh, I'm also not saying that uh, it's all her fault and that the, you know, the husband could be a huge jerk. And that's, you know, why certain things are not happening there. Those are things that no guy's going to email and say, well, I'm a big loser jerk to my wife, but she won't sleep with me like she's supposed to. That's not how that works, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's not what I'm saying, but you and I both heard in school, uh, and this is a real story, uh, a woman who wanted to get a divorce from her husband didn't believe that she could get remarried unless her husband had an affair. And so her solution to the problem was, I'm going to deprive my husband so that he uh, eventually seeks out an affair with somebody else, and then I can divorce him and get remarried. Yeah. That's a thing that happens. I can't think of a, uh, a clearer depiction of pharisaical hypocrisy yeah, than, that's horrible. than that. <laughs> Uh, but that's, I mean, that's the, what's the goal there? Well, if I abandon my husband in that way, here's what'll happen. And this again is not just one wife to husband. It, it's, it could go the other way as well. And it mm-hmm. does go the other way. It's just, it seems to be more, just like guys seem to have more of a problem with porn. Uh, it seems that the, uh, male, of course, more interested in sex a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Uh, and one of that's, that's something that we have to be conscious of. Uh, you have to be aware of your spouse, uh, their needs and those things, because Satan is looking for every little thing he can use, uh, to take, tear apart, uh, your marriage, tear apart that person's lifestyle. Uh, and if he can use lack of self-control as a result of a, an abandonment in that sense, uh, he's going to, and if he can use that to his advantage to get you hooked into pornography, he will. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I know this is very limited, uh, in application, but, uh, you know, spouses, uh, that are listening to this, talk to your spouse about their needs, talk to them about these things. Um, cause ultimately Uh, You know, marriage is not about, well, we get to have sex now. Uh, Marriage is not, you know, hey, we we get to go do fun things. It's, you know, I am supposed to get you to heaven uh, and help you get there as best I can. Mm -hmm. This, I'm not saying that sex will help get you to heaven. Uh, Okay, but that would be a weird quote that I won't put when I share this this podcast. Uh, What I am saying, though, is... The lack of it, uh, the lack of whatever your spouse needs could cause them to fall into a temptation. That's what this passage talks about. I mean, you know, sex is just, it's part of having a healthy marriage. Yeah. You have to, I mean, it's, it's part of it. And so if, I mean, if you're lacking one in one part of it, you're not going to have as healthy a marriage, um, as if it were there. And now I realize that in some marriages it. It isn't a thing due to you know physical restrictions, whatever. Um, but I think we can all, re- as grown-ups, as adults, and if you're definitely in a, uh, a marriage relationship, you realize that life is a lot easier when you know all 
aspects of the marriage are working as they were intended. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same principle of we want to make sure our preacher is well paid so that as he's dealing with there is he's worrying about all these spiritual elements in people's lives. He doesn't have to go home and then worry about his financial status all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to be able to pay the bills? It's the same kind of principle of, uh, you know, how much harder is marriage when you're sitting here going, okay, you know, my wife and I aren't connected as we're supposed to be. And then we've also got my job and then there's finances and then there's, you know, the car. And when marriages are clicking, like they're supposed to, it really helps everything else to be easier when you have that support system in place. Uh, there. So spouses listening to this want to encourage you greatly. Talk to your spouse uh, about these things. You know, we've already said sex more times uh, today. In the last in the last three minutes, we've made uh, so many people blush. I guarantee it. Then again, if they're listening to this podcast, they should be used to it. Right. Yeah. They're probably ready for this. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. But talk to your spouse. Be open about these things, because that is a not providing those things can be a form of, of abandonment that takes place in marriage. Yeah. Uh, physically speaking, spiritually, because sex is a spiritual thing as well, um, and emotional. But that is, that's one way at least that we think of, uh, that can contribute to abandonment within a marriage. Of course, there are other ways. Husbands don't emotionally abandon your, your wife. Uh, and as you were saying earlier, don't emotionally abandon your children. Uh, you don't want your kids to be involved in pornography. Well, one of the ways they can get there is by completely blowing off how they feel. Yeah. Well, if if you can't help them to feel better, they're going to go find something else. Yeah. And that other that something else could be pornography, and uh, and then you've got a bigger problem on your hands. So uh, well, this is uh, if, unless you got some more stuff to throw out there, Chris. Go ahead. One, I, one quick thing, and I think it might be a good way to wrap it up as well. Perfect. Um, I, have, I have a quote here uh, sitting in front of me. It says, um, this is by Maureen Furry, which is, um, she deals with uh, addiction stuff. Uh, she says, I've never known a sex addict who wasn't the survivor of abandonment trauma. A full 100% of those who struggle with sexual addiction, both male and female, experience some form of abandonment. Um, and just like last last podcast we talked about abuse uh we all need to realize that their abandonment is a real thing and there are people out there uh who who deal with it and if you're listening to this podcast there's a good chance that you've been affected by it um so like jack you just said about talking to your spouses talking about this in general is just such a good uh prescription to getting better um, the reason why this has gotten so out of control in the world and in the church is because we're afraid to talk about it. So go talk about go talk about talk about it with your spouses. Uh, if you have a, a preacher that you can uh, reach out to, if you need to talk to to us, uh, you can yep. email us at. Oh man, we have we're experiencing email issues right now, so we're going to give out a different email uh, for us both. You can reach uh, me, Chris at. Um, Oh man, I just messed that up. People are going to get confused. Croats. <laughs> CL Croats at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And you can reach me at uh, jdaviddodgen at gmail.com. 
I would say that I'll make sure these are in the show notes. The problem with that is my email is connected to the start to finish page, so I can't actually upload anything yet. Uh, (laughs) This whole email thing is really messed us all up. J. David Dodgen at Gmail and C. L. Croats at gmail.com. Uh, just get a hold of one of us. We'll share it between each other if that's what you want us to do, or send it to the other one if you didn't get the emails. And uh, uh, happy to do whatever the whatever we can uh, to help yeah. you out, let you know that you're not alone, uh, and guide you through these things. This has been uh, the Overcome Porncast, uh, talking about issues of abandonment. As always, we're here to uh, listen and help wherever we can. Uh, we hope that as spouses and as parents, uh, you're always involved in conversation with your with your spouse, with your children. Uh, don't let them experience abandonment in any of the forms that we've talked about. Uh, be there for them. Take care of them. Don't let Satan have an opportunity uh, to, to bring pornography into your home uh, because of uh, because of abandonment. Yeah, don't let it happen. That's been the show. We'll see you next time. See you.